1: see all of you and I hope you're doing well if you're joining us online I thank you as well for being a part of what we're doing today and at this time I would just invite all of you if you could or if you're watching or listening let's get out a bible or let's open a bible app and I want you to head to the old testament We're going to be in the book of Psalms, and specifically, today we're looking at Psalm 55, and we're just continuing. We're continuing in this series that we've entitled Mixed Tape, and we come to Psalm 55 today. So we're going to be looking at Psalm 55. Um, Before we get there, I want to say a few things about the psalm, because it's, it's, it's really a unique psalm. It falls into this category of psalm called an impeccatory psalm. And you go, well, what's that? What is an impeccatory psalm? Well, what it means is this, that the author of the psalm, in this case, it is David, he's going to pray for, or he's going to ask God to invoke judgment upon or calamity upon or a curse upon his enemies. So he prays for that, right? He's going to pray for that. Now, now that's going to sound, that, that's just a bit odd, right? Like, I don't know hey, God, hurt those people, right? Cause pain to those individuals. And so it seems kind of odd coming in a psalm. Now, I will say this, there's been a lot of books, different things written on the imprecatory psalms on how to best understand them or in, to interpret them. You can study Father, if you want to do that. But here's my question before we get to it. What in the world what what in the world happened to david that would cause him to ask god to destroy and hurt an individual i mean now think apply it to your own life what would have to happen to you in order for you to get on your hands and knees and pray god hurt this individual bring pain to them what would now i get we we all thought stuff like you think stuff like that, you know like I'm. I'm it's, it's the holidays, and you go you go pull into you go know, in a parking spot, and some guy you know he goes in front of you, and you're thinking you can go to some lightning bolts down here, but you, you don't pray it, you don't pray it, I hope you don't pray it, you don't pray it, and so what's happened? What has happened to David that would cause him to ask God to harm an individual well. This is what set David off. David has been betrayed by a very close friend. I don't know if that's ever happened to you before, but I can tell you it is one of the most traumatizing experiences that an individual can go through. When your friend betrays you, it is a pain that pierces to the bone. It is a wound that is deep, and it is a wound that is slow to heal. And that's happened to David. He's going through that. And in the midst of that, he writes this Psalm. You see, he has been betrayed by his closest friend. Scripture doesn't really identify all the details of what's going on here. But many scholars believe that this happened during the time when his son Absalom revolted against him. And so that's bad, man. That's bad when your son Your son's revolting against you. But David had a very close friend named Epithophel. And you see, this man, he was all close to David. But when this individual began to think that Absalom was actually going to win the revolt, at that time, he switches sides. His buddy, his pal, his good old friend says, you know, peace out, David. And he goes to the other side that's a dirty blow man that's a hard blow that's like kicking the dog when the dog already down and so david's in pain he's hurting he's got all these emotions stirred up in him and so he sits down and writes psalm 55 and there's a lot contained in this that we can learn from and apply to our lives if we and when we go through difficult circumstances like this. And so David's going to kind of tell us what he does and we're going to be able to apply it to ourselves. We're just going to walk through it. We will begin and David's going to begin this way. He's going to say, you can, you got this pain, you got this hurt, you got all this betrayal, you got all this stuff going on. You know what you can do? You can express your anguish to God. You can. You can. Let's look at it. Um, we'll start at the very beginning. Every psalm we go to, it's got a heading. Let's look at the heading. It begins with the title, Cast Your Burden on the Lord. And then it says to the choir master, it lets us know that this psalm was to be sung among God's people with stringed instruments. It's a masculine skill, meaning it's an instruction. This is words of wisdom of David. All right, we got all that. Verse one, here we go. This man's in pain. He got his son, he got his best friend. They coming after him. Verse one, he says, give ear to my prayer. It's a prayer. Oh God, and hide not yourself from my plea for mercy. So yeah, so David begins, he got, he got David begins. David's like this, God, hear me. God, do not hide from me. I'm pleading for mercy. You can feel, you can sense the desperation in him. The reality was that David had been crying out to God the moment his son revolted against him. And the deal is, it did not seem like anything had changed. In addition to that, his best friend, his good, good friend, he done gone to the other side. So things seemed to not be getting Better? things seem to be getting worse. Yeah, listen, man, I'm telling listen, when you got a buddy, you got a friend, and you think your friend is an all-weather friend, but things go south, and you find out he's just a fair-weather friend, that hurts. That hurts. And David's going, God, God, listen, God, I've been praying, I've been faithful, and as I'm praying, things getting worse, and my buddy done went to the other side so david is desperate we see that he is desperate he's going to continue this is desperate it's a desperate situation let's look at verse two and three attend to me and answer me i am restless in my complaint and i moan because of the noise of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, for they drop trouble on me, and in anger they bear a grudge against me. So we're getting we get kind of a picture here, where we're kind of seeing the pain that he's going through. And he's like, God, you're going to need to answer me? God, I am in real pain? God, I want to hear from you. But, 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 but David does not just ask for God to answer him. God, he actually, he gives God two reasons. Two. God, there's two reasons why I think you should answer me. It's in the text. He says, first, basically, he goes, man, I'm in trouble. God, I'm in trouble. God, I'm in trouble. I am restless in my complaint. He goes, he's like, I moan noisily. He goes, that's, David's moaning. He is moaning. It signifies he cannot even articulate the pain that he is in. Once again, many of you, maybe all of you, you've been in that situation as well. You got, you got to be a problem. Got be the problems. Got problem. Got problem. Got be a problems. You look at them all. You survey the surroundings, and you just go, "Ah." Amen. amen. That's it. That's my prayer. A moan and an amen. You know you in trouble when you can't even describe the trouble that you're in. That's David. He's in a mess. Answer me, God. God I, got, I got no words for this. Got no words for this. Second thing he says, not only um, is he in deep trouble, he says, I love it. I love it. I love it. His enemies, he goes, he says, he goes, my enemies, they make noise, God. They, they make, my enemies are making noise. It means, man, they got a voice. They saying stuff people listening to him. In other words, I, they talking trash. They, they, they're the haters. They're hating on him. And he's like, God, listen, they're talking. They got a voice. People are listening to them. This trash they're saying. saying. And he says, and I love the way it's said here. He says, he goes, they drop trouble on me. They dropping bombs, man. They dropping the trouble. And I go, oh, go, all they go, right? They're oppressing me. They hate me. And he's like, come on, come on, God, 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 God. Are, are you seeing what I am seeing? I've been praying. My son's coming after me. My BFF, best friend, buddy, Oh, pal, you know what? He done went over there. They talk in the trash. They dropping trouble on me, answer me. We're gonna build on this. Verse four and five, here's what he says. My heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fear and trembling come upon me, and horror overwhelms me. The dude's in bad shape. He's in bad shape. He's fearful. It's the word there for trembling, fearful, is just this shuddering. Right he's shuddering. He's got so much fear, his body is shuddering. He's in a shuddering, he's in a bad place. Continuing, check this out. And I say, oh, that I had wings like a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. Yes, I would wander far away. I would lodge in the wilderness. Selah, that's going to be a musical term. Verse eight, I would hurry to find a shelter from the raging wind and tempest. I love that. I, lo- I, lo- I love all that. You know, you know why I love all that? I love all of it, but I really love that because I think, you know, well we 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 we've all been in a situation similar. Like you, you know, things going bad, things going south, things getting difficult, and you go, you know what? I just wanna leave, man. I just wanna leave. Or or you know I'm gonna I'm gonna you know I'm gonna do I'm gonna get in my bed, I want those covers, I'm gonna oh my head, go oh, my head. You get a plane ticket, you just want to get out of here. Things are bad, God, and I'm praying it's getting worse. you am gonna get out of here. I think we've all been there in a situation. And, you know, I just want to say goodbye to everybody. I hear Alaska's cold, but it's far away. Maybe it'd be a good place to go. Um, I mean, hey, I'll share this. I'll tell you this story. This is, this is my, okay, okay, okay. This is not quite the same as David, but I've, I've been, we just want to go, we want to go, want to get out of here. Um was, I don't know, um, five years, let's say five years ago. It was January, right? Now, I make no secret of the fact I don't like the cold weather. Now, some of you sit there and say, don't get cold here. I disagree. But it was like five years ago, six years ago, I don't know. Like it's January and it's just cold all the time and it's beating me down, it's beating me down, it's beating me down. And I got to work, I got my office and I'm like, you know, I wanna go, I'm gonna get out of here just for a season, just for a minute, you know, a day or two. I went home and I told my wife, I said, I said, I said, can you get on that thing called the internet and the Google? I don't know. Do this, do this, do this. Just, just, just for argument's sake can you find us the cheapest tickets south? I don't care, just find them. And she did it and she she found, you may know this already, but you can go from Atlanta to this place called Tampa really cheaply. I'm talking about really cheaply. And I said, let's go there. Cause I got, I got my phone and I looked, what's the temperature in Tampa? It was 80 degrees. And I'm like, there's super cheap tickets, man. And we got there. I don't know. It's not what you would call a major airline, you know, but it gets you there. And, um, and, and, and so, and so, so well, what, what are you going to do there? I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what we do. Well, I mean, I'm going to wear t-shirts and shorts. We can do anything. And the next weekend, you know, I'm like, we're out of here, man. And we did that and you get out. But once again, that's not comparing to David, but what I understand, we get in situations. Maybe you go to your office or to school or to work, you're just driving a car and you're fantasizing about, I'm just going to get out of here. That's David. That's David, you know, get out of here. Now, real quick, there's just two things, major things, I think we can pull out of the first eight verses and I want to tell you, tell them to you. First thing we see here, I think when you're in a severe trial, your friends coming at you, you, whatever, you got these severe trials, you got all this stuff, you do not need to repress your emotion. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, You ever just, dude, you ever been in your car and just yelled? Yeah, I know some of you have because I've seen you. Wave to him. I see you. It's okay, man. One of the greatest lessons from the book of Psalms, I believe, is that we, Christian, we can go to the Lord and we can go, ah, amen. All right? Second thing I would say, when you're in a troubling circumstance, you will always have the desire to flee. Instead of facing and addressing the situation, but I would say this: God has not called us to be a people who flee. We're not called to be a people who put that blanket up over our head. We're called to be a people who persevere, Amen. and that is what God wants His children to do. So first, David he expresses his anguish to God. God, Bleh. that's where I'm at. Bleh. You know, God is bad. Second. You can express your concern for justice. Okay, now just heads up. This is where things get off rail. It goes off the track. We get on a crazy train right here, guys, because it's going to take a turn. Look, verse 9. Here's what he says. That first word, it kills me, man. Destroy, O Lord. Divide their tongues, for I see violence and strife in the city. You're like, destroy. God light them up, just, just, just get them, get them. And it's it's kind of funny, but it's not that funny, you know? You're like, hey, David, whoa, Dave, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, I was with you the first eight verses, but you're telling me you're asking God to destroy these people. You're like, I don't know. Hey, listen, David, there's some other things we could pray, you know? You know, we don't have to be asking for destruction, but David has what you might call righteous anger. And I was looking at this verse and I'm thinking, man, that's harsh. But if you break it down, you can really see what David is praying for is that God would bring about justice. That's what he's crying. He's crying. Like, God, just bring some justice, all right? These men, these people are destroying the city. And look what he pray, he, pray, he, prays, he prays. He prays. He goes, you know, destroy them. Now, looking at that word, it can also mean confuse them. And that would make sense since he's also saying divide their tongues. Now, I think David is making a reference to the Tower of Babel because, see, David knew his B-I-B-L-E in the Tower of Babel, you had these guys doing all sorts of wicked things. God divided their tongues and God caused confusion. I think David is saying, God, remember, rem, God, hey, God, you remember when you did that thing at Babel? Do it again. You know, do it right now because it sure would help me out. Just do that. Why? He's going to tell God why. 10. Day and night, they go around it on its walls. That's Jerusalem. They're in the city. And iniquity and trouble are within it. Run is in their midst. Oppression and fraud do not depart from its marketplace. Man, these guys, these guys, these guys are constantly stirring up violence and strife. They're a destructive force in the city. And you get that word no marketplace. They're in the heart of the city, man. Like, check it out. Check. You, you, you can't even go to Target. You go to Target. they in Target dropping the bombs, talking the trash. Yeah, everybody, I'm going to buy some milk. I'm going to go buy them. I'm going to go buy some milk. They endless, they're, they're talking the trash there. These guys are everywhere. And now David in verse 12 is going to say, in addition, this is personal. Look at this, verse 12. For it is not an enemy who taunts me. Then I could bear it. It is not an adversary who deals insolent with me. Then I could hide from him. David says, you know what? This isn't an enemy. Man, if this was a bad guy, if this was someone I did not like or love, man, I could handle that. And you know, you know, you know, person, that's true for us, man. If you don't know them and it's your enemy, they come at you. Yeah, I expected that. But he said, that's not, that's, that's not what's going on here. That's not who's coming after me. That's not who's talking bad about me. That's not who's in there destroying the church, destroying the city. That's not the one dropping the bombs. Okay, David, who is it? Verse 13, he says, but it is you, a man, my equal. Here we go. It hurts, it hurts, it hurts. My companion, my familiar friend. Now, come on, it is bad to have an enemy. It is doubly bad to have an enemy whom you love. David uses the word man, equal, companion, familiar. These are intimate Hebrew words. It means they were the closest of friends. These guys were best friends. This was his boy This was his partner in crime. This was his buddy. And now his buddies on the other side of the fence and his buddies in the camp and his buddies, ah, it's agitating, doing things and it's causing him a lot of trouble. Not only is it his buddy, look at verse 14. This is so intimate. We used to take sweet counsel together. They go to church together within God's house. We walked in the throng. What a, a picture. You got this sweet fellowship You cannot paint a more tender picture than this in the Hebrew. Now he's going to switch. Verse 15. Oh, man. Let death steal over them. That's bad. That's, That's harsh, David. Gets harsher. Let them go down to Sheol. That's hell, alive for evil is in their dwelling place and in their heart. Once again, I gotta say, I gotta say, I gotta say, David, David, that's, that's harsh. I go, to, go to hell alive? I don't know. I mean, in light of the gospel, David, shouldn't we be praying something else? Two quick things I'd point out. First, David is in trouble. And these guys are coming after him, his people, the people of God. It's a real threat. Second, here's what I want us to really understand. We must see, we must understand that we all deserve the curse in this verse right here. I deserve that. I deserve that. I got an evil heart. I've got deceptive plans. And my heart is Judas-like at times. I deserve that. That's a picture of me. Let them go down. To hell alive I deserve that if we do not see a picture of Christ grace here we're going to miss it we serve a great God that he would die on the cross in our place for our sin it's a beautiful picture so David begins I'm going to tell you my anguish I'm going to express my concern for justice. Now he's going to make a shift. He's going to express his or his, your confidence in God. So we start here. Ugh. And we go here. Kill him, God. Now he's going to say, God, you can take care of this. Now, once again, I'd say, I think we've gone through those cycles, right? Ah, ugh. what is it? Ah, It's yours, God. No, that's him. He's gonna shift here. Verse 16. But I call to God, and the Lord will save me. David is like, you know what? And I love this too. I just love this Psalm. I love this Psalm. David's like, you know what? It's yours, God. It's yours. Like, you know all this. And I think, once again, we've been there. We've been there. You've been a moaning. Ah, just give me some relief. I want justice. Now, you're not going, ah, ah, ah. It's what, it's what I call a spiritual temper tantrum. We've all had them. Ah, God. Hey, uh, I'll, I have them. I have spiritual ten, temper tantrums. Um, David's having one, so I guess I can have one too. Um, I'll tell you a story. Not a soul alive has ever heard this story because it makes me look bad. But um, several years ago, man, I no, I'm like... There was something that I wanted God to do. And I thought he should do it. I thought it'd be good for the church and the gospel. And I'm like praying, God. And I'm just like saying, like, this, uh, uh, just do it. I can't even express. God. And so I was in this very room, this sanctuary. And I pray in here. My lights are off. And I'm telling you guys, I'm right here. And so I take my shoes and my socks off, Okay. And I do that often, and I lay them, they were right here. And I, 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 I go to the ground here, and um, I'm praying, I'm praying on my knees, God, please do this. And I'm just, I'm just it's, it's spiritual temper tantrum, right? Ah, ah. I might even have yelled. And I got done, and I say amen, and I get on my knees. I ain't joking. I picked up my red wings, and I grabbed them, and I threw them as hard as I could. Matthew, I was not aiming for the, that stuff, so don't worry. It was down here. And I was like, did that make you feel any better? I got to be truthful. It did. It did. I, that felt pretty good. I wonder if I could throw them, Father! It was a tentative. Potential. Did it change anything? It did not. Didn't? You can sit there. You can sit there, yell in your car, yell in your closet. You can go around, la la la. You can can throw your shoes all over this place. Wouldn't recommend it. Doesn't help. And sometime, at some place, you gotta say God. I trust in you, and then go pick a choose up. You know, you do it. That's David. Check it out. He's continuing verse seventeen. Evening and morning and at noon, his day began at evening. That's how he counted it. Evening is would be our morning. Evening, morning, or noon. That's the whole day. I utter my complaint. That's my spiritual temper tantrum. And I and moan, and He hears my voice. No, oh, no, come on! Is this not beautiful? Because it's me, evening, <laughs> evening, morning, and God all day long, all day long, God all day long. I'm going around complaining and I'm moaning. That's what I'm doing. And how does God respond? He hears us. He hears my voice voice eight verse 18 come on i'm sitting here acting the fool my god's doing what god does 18 he redeems my soul in safety from the battle that i wage for many are arrayed against me What's, what does god what does god what does god do for david this evening you know all day long moaning complaining what does he do? He hears his playing. He hears his prayer. He hears him. That is a picture of a gracious God. Verse 19, look, God will give ear. God's going to listen to your prayers. And what is he going to do? Look at this. Look, now check this out. And humble them, he who is enthroned from old, say law, musical term, because they do not change and do not fear God. Now, that in this verse is contained the gospel. It is all right there. Look, God will hear your prayer, Christian. He's going to act in his time. He's going to do it in his way. And for his glory, he will humble them. But look what he says. He, he who is enthroned from old, that's God, because why is he going to humble them? Because they do not change and do not fear God. Look, Listen, look at this. It does not say God is going to humble them because they're evil. It doesn't say God is going to humble them because they're dropping bombs. It doesn't say God's going to humble them for all the stuff they're doing. It says that God is going to humble them because they do not change, meaning they're not repenting. That's why they're getting humbled. They're not getting judged because of the evil they're doing. They're getting judged because they're not repenting and because, he says, do not fear God. That means believe. That's It's there. It's there. He's holding Repent and believe. It's right there. If they repent and they believe, it says right there, they will not be humbled. But because they will not repent and because they will not believe God is who God says he is, that, my friend, is the reason God will humble them. It's the same for me, Right? Had I not, by God's grace, repented and believed, I would be in the same condition as they are. But God is saying, here, if you repent, if you believe, I will offer you the same grace that I offered David. He continues, verse 20. Oh, he's going to describe his buddy. My companion stretched out his hand against his friends. He violated his covenant. His speech was smooth as butter. Yet war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet they were drawn swords. This what a bum, what a what a bum, what a bum, what a bum, what a bum. lying, sweet-talking, good for nothing. His heart, what, my goodness. And David thought he was his friend. What you gonna do, David? Verse twenty-two. Cast your burden on the burden on the Lord. Why? And he will sustain you. I got to do, once again, same thing. I'm crying. I got my spiritual temper tantrum. I'm going to give it to God. What's God going to do? Sustain you. He will not permit the righteous to be moved. Verse 23. But you, O God, will cast them down into the pit of destruction because they will not repent and believe. Men of blood and treachery shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in you. I will trust in you. Oh man, it begins. God, I'm in pain. God, I hurt God, this is real, my son, and my best friend. Dropping bombs, talking trash. I wish you were just a lightning bolts, because I know you can do it. But I tell you what, I'm gonna trust in you. And that's us too, I would say. I don't know what situation you are in, have been, or will be in. But you're going to be in some difficult situations. And you can do the same thing. Man, we do the same thing. We do the same thing. What I'm going to do, I'm just going to just, ah, just moan and complain. Say, God, I want you to harm them. But ultimately, we got to land where David landed at. God I'm going to trust in you. I pray that we would be a people that would respond in that way. Because God is faithful and God is good. So, what happened with my shoe throwing episode? God still never did what I asked. Because what I was asking was not part of his plan. Amen. But he has continued to glorify himself and change my heart so it's in line with his. That is a gracious God. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for this tremendous psalm that we can see a man in great pain and we can see how he reacts in a real way because it's a way in which I respond sometimes too. But ultimately, he lays it at your feet. And I pray that we would be a people who do the same. And we ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.
0: Well, I hope this was helpful to you. If while listening, you realized you need to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to help you with that. You can connect with us by clicking the link in the show notes to our website and then clicking the connect card button. In our weekend worship services, we are in a sermon series called The Seven Commands of Christ. Jesus gave dozens of commands, and as followers of Jesus, we should obey all of them. Over the next several weeks, we are focusing on seven that will change your life. We would love for you to join each week at one of our campuses, or you can attend online. You will find service times by clicking the link in the show notes to our website.